So today, a <clears throat> couple things. First of all, Happy Father's Day. To all of you fathers who are out there, it's a beautiful uh, day to remember all the great good that fathers have done in this world. And also to realize that there's a, a shortage of fathers, for sure. There's this huge shortage of fatherhood within this world. And so uh, you have a, a very serious duty as men and as leaders in your families. So know my prayers for you. And also, uh, it's the 40th anniversary of Ken and Marilyn Keller. They uh, were married 40 years ago in this church on this day um, and have still happily been married together. And it's not, not common, not as common in our day and age to have 40, 50, 60 years. So congratulations to you too. We'll be giving them a blessing after communion. And as I was thinking about what to preach on today, I got to think that uh, if you look at the, at the scriptures, he talks about fear. Jesus says, fear no one. Fear no one. And then I was thinking about, where is fear existent? Well, fear of fatherhood, fear of being a parent, fear of marriage. There's fears all over the place. Many of them have no real good reason behind them. I got kind of, uh, there's a lot of phobias, right? So I kind of just got online and looked them up. And some that I thought were kind of funny is, there's one called ecclesiophobia, which is fear of church. A lot of people get that in the summer. Frigophobia, fear of being cold. This one's real. Homiliophobia, fear of homilies. And probably my favorite is archibudiorophobia, fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. It's crazy. So many fear. And you know, I think kids suffer from fear as well. I just was at a family's house a couple weeks ago and she's telling a four-year-old son they were cooking and they said, I need you to go into the pantry. This little kid hates the pantry because it's dark. So go into the pantry and give me a cup of soup so I can finish cooking. And the kid's like, I don't want to go in there. I'm scared. And she's like, don't worry. Jesus is with you. So he went over and he was like, opened the pantry door. He's like, Jesus, if you're in there, can you get me a cup of soup? Fear is something that strikes to the heart of our lives, but also our faith. Fear is probably the most common experience that you and I have. Even in the Bible, the whole story of salvation, it only takes 66 verses before we run into fear. Right after Adam and Eve fall, God comes and he says, where were you? And Adam says, I was afraid. I was afraid. Fear does many things to us, but what it does above all, I think, is it paralyzes us. And it causes us to want to control. Instead of staying in a stance of surrender, to say, God, you provide for me. We don't do that. We try to provide for ourselves. I was uh, Also, I read a story this last month about Nikita Khrushchev. Remember him from the Soviet Union? He was often known for denouncing Joseph Stalin later on. And at one, he was given this uh, speech and he was denouncing some of Stalin's principles and uh, kind of this heckler from the back was like, you were part of his administration. Why didn't you do anything about it? And Khrushchev, like, booming, he was like, who dare? To question, and it was just silent. 
And he looked out after about a minute and he said, now you know why I didn't question Stalin. It paralyzes us. Fear can literally freeze us. Causing us to live in a prison of fear. I read a story about a man in Japan. He was a soldier. Because after the war was over in World War II, they had a bunch of little islands. And they couldn't get the word out to these people that the surrender had happened. And so when the American forces landed on these little islands, people would run into the jungle. One man stayed in the jungle for 28 years. Still thinking that World War II was going on. And that if he was caught, he would be mercilessly tortured by the Americans. That's fear. But you and I live in that, huh? Maybe it's a sickness. Maybe it's afraid of getting sick. Maybe it's this virus has paralyzed us. Material possessions, losing a job, money, whatever it is. We're full of fear because we don't know the future. I think I've quoted this to you before, but I love it. It's the Dalai Lama. He was asked what surprised him most in this life. Listen to this. He said, what surprises me most is human beings. Because they sacrifice their health in order to make money. Then they sacrifice their money to recuperate their health. And they are so full of fear about the future that they don't live in the present. The result being that they don't live in the present or the future. They live as if they're never going to die. And then they die having never really lived. So how do we avoid fear? I think Jesus gives us a couple examples in the gospel. First of all, bad stuff is going to happen. Okay, I hate to break that to you. We should not be surprised when terrible things happen. The Lord told us that. But he also told us that he would be with us always. And so when you get into a state of fear, you either turn towards him or you turn inward. And you try to control. I was just, I'm going to tell you this story not because I get it right all the time. I rarely get it right, but this one time I got it right. I was given a talk last year. And while I was given a talk, I was talking about surrender and about faith and about fear. And I said, you sometimes just have to stand against a mountain and say, Jesus, I trust you. You're my father. You promised you do it. A lot of stuff with this school over here, I have been constantly just trying to say, Jesus, you do it. I don't know what to do. I'm trying my best. I pray all the time. I'm trying to figure out what the Lord wants to do. And I think we're on a path that he desires. And while I gave this talk, I started talking about the school and how I didn't know where the money was going to come from. I didn't know where the people were going to come from. And they just started landing one after the other, after the other, after the other. And when I went on this trip, we were short a very significant amount of money because we were running in the red. And I got done with my talk on fear and surrender. And this guy came up to me and he said, Father, everything you said is what I want. And when I was younger, I tried to control everything. 
and it led me right into the ground. But when I finally let the Lord provide, someone just stepped in and helped me. And so, Father, I want to do that for you. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, can I just write you a check to help with your problems at the school? I said, yeah. You can write a bunch of checks if you want. He wrote me a check, folded it, gave it to me. I put it in my pocket. And I went, I had to give another three talks. That night, we were during Eucharistic Adoration. I was praying. And I thought, all of a sudden, I was like, I wonder what he gave me. Reached in my pocket, pulled it out, opened it. $100,000. $100,000. God will provide. And some people say, why does it have to be like this? Well, because if he gave us everything, we'd be spoiled little kids. Fathers, what do you want from your sons? You want them to be self-sufficient, but in order to do that, you got to push them. You can't give them everything they want. Just like God can't give us everything we want. And that can cause us to say, is he really going to provide for me? Yes, he is. He promised it. My encouragement for you this day, you don't got to do it alone. We never have had to. And as St. Paul said to us in the letter to the Romans, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us all, how will he not also give us everything that we need. I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature on this earth will separate us from the love of God shown to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. We believe that If we believe that, and I mean really believe that, then the kingdom of God will know no limits. But if we live in fear and controlling, Jesus won't be able to do anything. In this Eucharist today, let us beg our God for hearts that surrender.